1: What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at BingetownTV.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast.
2: Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out
3: WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. and welcome to the last episode of the year y'all voted on this one for Black Friday unfortunately once again streets of <laughs> streets of fire did not get the love I'm trying to remember, Kyle. What was your pick on this? It was it. It was was it Crossroads? Was this your yeah. Crossroads game Yeah, so came I in? think
2: I think that. So it was either stealing Harvard or Crossroads. Uh, it, was think, Harvard.
3: Okay. it was stealing All Harvard. Right. It was stealing like Harvard. Crossroads went on to the Patreon. Patreon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Crossroads was on the Patreon. Uh, so Scott, yeah. I mean, I don't even need to read the percentages. I think it was like ninety-three percent of the votes or something yeah. like that went to. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the U's. I'll ask you why you picked this in just one second, but I just want to get it out of the way. People, I'm sure, are sitting and wondering, did Matt cry? Yes. The words, (laughs) rest in peace, Jim Henson, came across the screen before anything, and immediately I started sobbing. Mm -hmm. So, Scott, besides trying to make me cry, uh, why did you pick Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret
4: of the Use? Because I wanted to win. (laughs) 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 I needed this W. Yeah, I was like, listen, 2021 has not been my year. Taking a lot of beatings this year. I think I need this. I'm going to start off with
3: a controversial statement. I used to love this movie, right? Like, this movie, to me, was kind of like the same reason why I loved Return of the Jedi. It's with got a lot of cool tense, rubber bro. monsters. Mm. But, man. And the more the more I researched about the making of this movie, the more I'm like, this is why I feel like this movie doesn't work for me as an adult, like it worked for me as a kid. It's a kid's is like, movie, what is your problem? The creators hated this film, and the reasoning oh, the why- the guys that made Turtles? Like, like, that made the comic books, of yeah. they, they did. Because their whole thing was like, the first movie was this huge box office success, and it was really kind of more in the world of their comic books and less in the world of the cartoons. Like, it was like a yeah. healthy blend of both. And parents flipped a shit over it. They were like, this is so violent. So like it comes time to do the sequel and they they offered up plot ideas from their comics they're like please please don't make this like the cartoon like you could do like let's do the story of like baxter stockman and the and the mouser's Ooh, and we can yes. do that he's like or we can even throw the rat king in there like the rat king would be cool and like the studio is like nope we can't have any weapons in the movie so that's why you never see the turtles use their weapons cuz parents complained about the weapons in the movie oh, shit. and they're like it has to be goofy and comical Um, And we need to sell more action figures, so we're not going to put Bebop
4: and Rocksteady in this. We're just going to make two new characters to sell more toys. Absolutely (laughs) the greatest sin of this movie. It's not the fact that it wasn't as dark as the original Turtles movie, because... I mean, I haven't watched the original Turtles in probably 20 years. Yeah, same. It's been a long time. I mean, I watched it in high school, definitely watched it once in college. I mean, I watched it when I was a kid, too, but I'm saying, like, I rewatched it in different phases of my life, but not in my 30s. Yeah. And I gotta say that um, I never liked how dark it was, and mm. I think that that was a really weird flex of them to do that with the original movie, because they're like... Well, the, the comic books led to the cartoons, which led to the toys, which led to the movie, as far as I'm concerned. Like, that's what I understand. Yeah, that's about right, yeah. I mean, or maybe the the toys and the, the cartoon are the same, and then they led to the movie. But, like, the movie was definitely not what I was expecting as a child. I remember seeing it as a kid, I mean, and, and being like this isn't very fun, and then seeing Secret of the U's and being like, this is fun! And that's what (laughs) these movies are for, you know? Like, that's the thing about Turtles, is that I hate to say it, but you really do have to have the greatest amount of appeal, because there was no internet, they they weren't gonna find their people. Fucking nerds who love the ultra violent (laughs) comic books aren't gonna, like, the black and white comic books aren't gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna go see Turtles in the theater 10 times, you know, like they're not going to get their money True. out of them. It's kids that are going right. to be like, mommy, daddy, take me back and go see it again. And then they want right. to watch it on VHS. And like, that's,
2: that's why caused a lot of divorces. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so exactly. The
3: the other big thing that I need to bring up about this movie is the quick turnaround time that this movie was made. So the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie came out March 30th, 1990 This film came out March 22nd, 1991. So that's legitimately less than a year. (laughs) They saw that they had a hit, quickly went into writing a script, getting all the special effects and makeup. Like, apparently, they fired the director of the first movie to bring in another director who recasts. April O'Neil, and they fired Corey Feldman because he was going to rehab, and they're like, "That's a bad look for our kids' show." Yeah. So like, you can't be here. The other thing that I learned that I didn't know was that the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is considered an indie film. So it for a really long time was the highest grossing indie film of all time because it was still under that New Line Cinema. It was built in house at New Line. So, so that's cool. It's like, that's, wow. that's, yeah. that's
4: that's one of those fun facts that that people yeah. come to this show for and I am definitely yeah, so, I should have been on my game cuz it's my movie pick but hey Nah, I I like being the research guy cuz I I speak it. You know me, I don't have any emotions except for facts.
3: <laughs> I like being the guy who had Says <laughs> no the guy idea who was like I, I got 5
4: seconds in and I started crying. crying. Real
3: quick and then we'll dive into the movie but I I want to just harp back onto what they were pitching for the movie is like God, I want a good, like, I'm bummed that now we live in, like, this this CGI age because, like, I wanted that practical effect Baxter Stockman, like, in my life. Ever since I was a child, I wanted that fly mutation sequence, and then I agree that they said, like, they kept pushing Rat King as another option because they're just, like, visually it would be so cool, like, having this dude wrapped up in bandages that's, like, in just covered in mice, like... So it's like, I, I think that they really wanted to do something more interesting than like, hey, here's like Bebop and Rocksteady, but way
4: dumber. So I really, I do have to hammer this home. I have never and will never forgive them for not doing Bebop and Rocksteady. And then I can't even begin to tell you how upset I am with myself for watching some of that live action or the CGI Turtles movie that they did like four or five years ago. The Michael before, Bay one where they're aliens? Were they aliens? I didn't watch the whole thing. I, I literally
3: fell asleep. It's it's alien tech, which is actually technically more accurate to the comics that it was mm. like alien slime, but like the internet lost their goddamn mind. They're like, Oh, so oh, so the turtles are just aliens now. Okay. <laughs> you know how even killed the internet is when yeah, something changes.
2: Okay. <laughs> right right down the middle, very, very level headed.
4: I don't understand why they couldn't even be like be upset about something worthwhile, like how bad the turtles look. Not like it's alien slime, you know? Enough tangents,
2: Secret of the Ooze. Secret of the Ooze is a tangent. <laughs> the yeah, whole the, movie's but, a fucking and, tangent. And, and if
4: we go through this discussion without me talking about my Turtles toys, like that would be an absolute travesty. But before we get into the movie, I need to know what Kyle's beer pairing is.
2: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's Beware the Turtle uh, Milk Stout. <laughs> <Kyle. laughs> From it's a it's a milk stout from our from our friends at Nyanic Public House. It was one of their first beers that they released. Uh, they don't have it anymore, but I had one in my fridge and I was like, This is perfect! <laughs> I was hoping um, it was gonna I... be called The Secret of the Booze. Well, so yeah. oh, <laughs> I The Secret of the
4: booze. Oh god damn, dude, that's
2: so Dude. I'll I'll tell you, man, I was trying I forgot like before I tried to like scope out the my the liquor store that I used to work at for beers, knowing what we're gonna watch, and I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like there's no there's no ooze. There's no like slimy like sap. Like I don't know. You could have gotten like figure a figure green
4: goes out. or like well, a Kiwi so there goes. Was,
2: and there was, um, there was this beer that mimicked the Double Dare logo, and I was like, that's slimy, oozy. Like it's a couple <laughs> you know iterations away. And then I looked in the fridge, and beware the turtle was it was there. Perfect. It was there. All right. So Scott,
3: why did you? I mean, be, beyond needing the win, obviously. You know, there was a million movies you could have chose, but you were like Secret of the Ooze. I feel like it's something we've brought up multiple times, especially I it's on been Patreon. On my mind,
4: I, yeah, yeah, I don't it, know. I, I, I was aiming very heavily for a, the opposite of a horror movie, but all the things that we love on horror movie night, which is literally just practical effects and shitty jokes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: if you're watching the video on Patreon, you may have just seen me literally have the most in the moment light bulb thing before we hit record oh you figured countdowns. out your i figured double out my feature. Double feature i actually
4: you know if you didn't come up with what i know you just came up with i was going to suggest it to you because we just started recording i was like well i got a double feature for him i know what it is <laughs> it's, so like i said
3: i i still i wanted to be clear i still enjoyed the hell out of my watch of this i'm not saying that this was a bad
4: movie it's a it is a bad movie though it but it like, is it is a bad is, movie. it's it's a bad movie uh, like, you can still bad, enjoy your watch movie. but it's a bad movie
3: So let me ask you this question, because I had this
2: written down for me. Yes, the Connecticut sewers are very nice. (laughs) Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were asking if the the sewers in Connecticut were nice, like they said. Was
3: there a specific moment where you suddenly realized that this movie was possibly not going to fully hold up to your childhood memories
2: of it? Uh, In memory of Jim Henson. (laughs) 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 let me just be clear because i think it'll sort of inform the rest of my thoughts from here on out. all of the teenage mutant ninja turtle movies live action movies run together in my head because i've only watched them when i was five or six maybe at my cousin's house they had already all been released like i have no say
3: kyle's a lot younger than us too so you may have just missed the train i'm born in 91
2: so like yeah you
3: were already on the power rangers Tip at that point, bro.
4: What's wrong with Power Rangers? I'm like a good nine years older than this other youngin that we got on here. And well,
3: okay, I was We're watching gonna... <laughs> Power Rangers. Yeah. So strap in. It's story time with Matt, real quick. I think <laughs> I may have told this story, but just in case I haven't, I I repeat it third grade. And I was told because it happened when I changed schools. I was told because of my birthday being in October. That the school had a different cutoff of when the birthday was. That like, you know, and I was like, okay, that makes sense because like September is the start of the school year, but like January is the start of the actual year. You're Like, show me the paperwork.
2: Yeah, show me. So, <laughs> like,
3: so for years, I was like, that totally makes sense. So flash forward to like late 20s, early 30s. We're having dinner with my aunt and her boyfriend and my sister's dating a guy who also had to do third grade a second time. And my sister, my cousin's boyfriend is making fun of him, being like, how dumb do you have to be to repeat third grade of all grades? And Julie, my sister goes, well, that's awkward because Matt repeated third grade. And I immediately go, no, the reason I got held back was because of this. And my dad goes, "That wasn't the reason. It was because you wanted to be a Ninja Turtle." And,
2: and I thought I knew. And where this my is sister, going like it is. my sister,
3: starts losing her mind. She's like, "That's so funny." And I'm like, "What?" And my mom goes, "That wasn't the reason. It was because he wanted to be a Power Ranger." <laughs> so finally, the dust settles. And it was the Ninja Turtles. Also, side note, I've hinted at this for a little bit. Took a test recently, uh, a couple Uh. months ago, that revealed that I might, might be slightly autistic. Um, And that's an important thing to know for this story of me in third grade. Sure. So, so I was almost a full year younger than everybody else in my grade because of the being born on October. So like, when everyone turned 10, I was the last person in the class to turn 10 type situation. Um, So at that point, Power Rangers had come out and all the kids had given up on the turtles and were really into Power Rangers. But I was still really into Ninja Turtles. So none of the kids wanted to hang out or play with me because I didn't understand, like, their references anymore. So when they switched to the, the new school, the guidance counselor was asking about me and asked how is he socially? And my mom was like, well, he doesn't have a lot of friends. And she explained the whole situation. And they're like, well, how's his grades? And they're like, you know, he's like a BC student. And they're like, I mean, it doesn't hurt for him to do third grade again. And it'll just make him an AB student. Cause 'cause it'll already know all of that information, but it'll put him with kids more his age. And it'll like kind of, help them adjust right. but like that is my association now is that it's like you either liked one or the other you can't <laughs> like both of them Scott. very
2: divisive in your <laughs> uh, in your history but I'm also Shit.
4: five years older than you Matt. four years older than you Matt four yeah and so I think that I might have been on the cusp of too old for <laughs> so watching Power, Rangers? Power Rangers and play. <laughs> I might have played with the year kids a year younger than me because I was in a second, third split class two years oh, in a wow. row. I was the second grader in a second, third split because I was gifted which just means anxiety.
2: <laughs> gifted was a big umbrella term. Uh- <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically
4: like if you got good grades because you could hyper focus. So anyway, yeah. definitely when I was on second, third split the second time, when I was the older cohort, I was Absolutely playing Power Rangers on the playground when I should probably have been chasing girls and in a, you know, without consent, you know, like shit that, you know, know, white middle American boys do. and Pulling hair and spitting on the girl that you like because you're like, I don't like you. Back to the movie after Matt's. Fucking depressing-ass story. So, the the thing <laughs> oh, that really... Oh, I've
2: just... They all run together for me was what I wanted to say, but I'm glad you brought up Power Rangers because I feel very connected to the, the type of action that this movie portrayed as to be very Power Rangers-y as opposed to what you guys were talking about with the first movie being dark. Like, I don't even remember... Like, that doesn't even... That doesn't even like make sense to me. So this, I, I'm glad that we watched this.
3: It was dark in tone and also just the visuals in general. Like everything was oh, like awesome. yeah, nice and like poorly lit. So Scott, go. This is sorry. We keep cutting you off. It's crazy. Oh, craziness it's okay.
4: Um, I, I don't mind. <laughs> I really don't because it's not like we're trying to get through the the plot of this movie. Because if you're watching nah. this or listening to this. You absolutely have seen this movie.
3: Also, the plot is that they find out what the secret of the use is, and the secret is that it created the turtles, and then Shredder uses it to
4: create more turtles and Basically. a wolf. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Different kind of turtle. So I love the pizza montage at the beginning because... <laughs> Everybody, Roy's Pizzeria is fucking killing it that night. <laughs> like, like, I had a panic attack. You're crying because Jim Henson died. I'm having a panic attack because it's like, everybody wants pizza. Who the fuck is making the pizza? There's um, just like two cops just
3: <laughs> slamming slices outside. Like They're not working.
2: If, could you imagine if that was 2021? Like, them trying to fucking make that pizza? Like, we're short Bro, staffed. that's why I'm watching it, and <laughs> yeah, I'm like,
4: yeah. why is everybody so close to each other? Yeah. <laughs>
2: They're not even factoring in Grubhub or DoorDash or any of those
4: things, <laughs> man. And and the dude who is basically DoorDashing, hes a delivery, you know, boy on a Vespa. He is such a shithead to those this girl because he's like, "Which one of you fine ladies wants to ride with me tonight?" They're like, "As if." Which they don't say, but you know, I'd be cooler if they <laughs> did. And um, he goes, "Oh well, then I guess it's because you're fucking fat," you know. I'm like, like what?
2: Jesus?" Yeah, don't don't bring out the nunchucks, but make sure you know that that girl. <laughs> <laughs> that you want to like bring down that girl's self-esteem by your mullet-ass might pizza fight delivering the foot, piece of shit. But I
4: also don't <laughs> fight the patriarchy. Yeah, yeah listen, right. the pizza Correct. guy's my
3: point where I was like, oh, this movie's not going to hold up <laughs> the way that I remember. Oh, yeah, because yeah. the turtles show up, right? Like the turtles show up, and he straight up stares at the camera. He breaks. <laughs> There's a fourth wall break, and he goes blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like he does like the cartoonish head shake, like
4: turtles. Yeah. Oh my! Like yeah, that's a, like, that's a
2: good realization point that this is not going to go well. I was like you know, okay, if if this was definitely made you, for
4: five year olds. If this takes you out of the movie, what's going to take you back into the movie is when they find the giant daffodils that are being you know like mutated by the ooze, and they pull one up, and there's goo inside of it, and I'm like you know. That attention to detail is just.
2: That's science, baby. That's bo- That's botany, baby.
3: <laughs> I want to read the one note that I, that I wrote. Kyle, you're a scriptwriter. When you were watching this movie, did you feel like every line of dialogue that the turtles say has a stage note that says "hold for applause"? Because. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that the 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 biggest thing about this, and and I, I think the the biggest point home is what you're saying It's that like every thing is a one-liner right but it's just like <laughs> you know the quick turn like and and the stuff that you were talking about for production beforehand makes a lot of sense it's this quick turnaround it's like they need to you know muddle it down from whatever it was before and then what scott was saying it's like they have to appeal to as many as possible so it's like they really like totally flip from what seemed to be the intention of the first film again i don't remember and i haven't seen it but what you were telling me and i believe uh, that makes <laughs> sense and they just like it's so fucking sloppy is not the right word but it's every like it, it, there's no br- room for breathing at all there's no it's, breathing room at all it's, it's you know it's it, fucking just piled on the
3: perfect analogy is this is a slasher sequel right oh, like this is this is <laughs> like this is, you know why you love this, Scott? This is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 of the Ninja Turtle franchise. It's like, this is like, all right, we did our serious gritty wow. one. <laughs> wow. Now let's get, like, ridiculous. Like, let's have blood spurting out of
4: things for no explainable you know, reason. If, some, from our... if, if one of the turtles would have been smashing on a foot, soldier been like, incoming mail, that would have just, <laughs> man, such a better yeah. film. Bill Mosley is one of the foot. I just don't know
2: if there's anything more, like, to me, after we got through that toy store robbery fight scene, like, at the end of that, I was just like, is there anything more 90s? Like, is there anything more Yeah, ninja quintessentially- rap.
4: Okay, yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> right. I'm sorry you're to right. cut you Forgive off, me. but I just feel like Forgive you're forgetting, but...
1: You're right. Y- you're you're right. young.
4: You're right. I was, I was nine years old when this came <laughs> out, and... Vanilla Ice was everywhere. Everybody in my Boy Scout troop loved Ice Ice Baby. So um, when Ninja Rap came out, everybody loved Ninja Rap. I, myself, was never a huge fan of Ninja Rap. I thought it kind of was a little over the top. It was a little unbelievable for a <laughs> nine-year-old from, being like,
2: wait, from the, how do they know secret the dance? From, yeah. the fucking, from the movie that's very subtle. and <laughs> That, was, yeah, yeah, that, exactly. was, that like, was the
3: part where the movie fell apart for Scott as a nine-year-old. He was like,
4: now, why like no, why is
2: Vanilla
3: Ice playing in the city right no, now? No,
4: no, no, it's not Vanilla Ice. <laughs> it's them knowing the dance.
2: Let me ask you both a question real quick, because now this... this uh, I said that it was quintessentially 90s, and, and now... But I wonder, when somebody says that about the 90s, what year do you think is... Because, like, the 91 is... 93 really for me to say a decade. You said 93? 93.
3: 93 so, is
4: quintessential 90s. Yeah. Okay. So
3: here's here's the thing. We so I'm gonna mention two different things tied to One Hit Thunder because they both weirdly pertain to this. So we did an episode on Vanilla Ice, and I do have to talk about the fact that the the I don't think that we have ever seen someone go from the highest highs to the lowest lows as quickly as Vanilla Ice did. Like like in 1990, the like the best selling rap single of all time, like the the number three highest charting song in the entire year behind like Sinead O'Connor, nothing compares to you and Vogue by Madonna. And is literally dating Madonna at this point in his life. And then by March of 1991, he's doing the ninja rap. And even a nine-year-old Scott Rogers is like, I don't know about this. (laughs) His career (laughs) took just nosedives in like a matter of months. And I think it's because like he had action figures. There was a Vanilla Ice action figure. Vanilla Ice was everywhere. Then... The other thing I want to talk about, because this was something that Chris recently brought up, is that we recorded an episode on AHA Take On Me, right? Mm. And that song came out in 1985. Mm. And we were talking about how Nirvana came out in 1991. right? And it's like, that's six years. Like, music changed, like, that dramatically. But if you think about 2021 and what's on the radio, and think about six years ago when it was, like, 2015, like, it's still, like... Taylor Swift, it's still Drake, it's still
4: <laughs> Justin yeah. Bieber. Like that might also be. Mm, I think that you're taking one thing and making it into something else here, just because in the early '90s, all we had was MTV and radio, and true. so things moved faster. And now no one gives a fuck about the radio, and so like yeah, and MTV gonna just be plays ridiculousness AC/DC. for 24 straight hours. You know exactly. <laughs> like ACDC has been on. Hard rock radio since I was born, but but I
3: think that the '90s in general, though, for it, to be legit, the '90s is such an anomaly of a decade because so much mm-hmm. stuff was happening in the '90s that I don't think we'll ever fully see happen again, which I've talked about before, which is that like with cinema. And with music, the most critically beloved stuff was also the most commercially successful stuff, and that is so right. rare for like
2: well, those two be worlds that, to that meet. That crossover <laughs> of, of technology, and I don't mean like technology, like the literal devices or cameras or mm. it, like whatever. I mean the meeting of how accessible technology is to popular culture, crossing with what studios and artists and creators and storytellers are are realizing is profitable so it's like this yeah. weird like they finally have met in the in in this pit yeah <laughs> that well, makes total
4: sense because shit. like cd's tapes vhs mm-hmm. tapes were all ubiquitous and so it's like but who's who has control of that it's like large companies so Mm -hmm. i love that thesis i wonder if there's a slight bent to the early 90s where those executives and people in power were allowing artists to be artists and uh, be artists more than they were just being a product and i don't i don't know maybe that's that's also could be nostalgia well no it's but all that, really yeah. weird though like you have to because you also
3: have to think about like i'm not the world's biggest pearl jam fan like i you know that i am a grunge loving man but like pearl jam <laughs> has never been my 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 group Eddie vet like there, there's something to be said about the 90s grunge scene especially when you look back at it from a 2021 lens and it's like the shit that we care about right now like Kurt Cobain and Eddie Vedder. And then we're already talking about that in 1991. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. Kurt Cobain was talking about rape and homophobia and how like fucked up that shit is and how we need to like not be misogynistic and not be that way. Mm -hmm. And like Eddie Vedder did his entire like 1991 MTV unplugged with like pro choice written across his chest and stuff. You know what I mean? Like they were really taking this like hard feminist bent. But yeah, I just think the nineties is such an interesting point. And I, and I've talked about it before too, where the only big difference between now and the nineties, the early nineties, as far as like the political stuff goes and man, I can feel those one star reviews (laughs) just flying in right now from some (laughs) neckbeards. But like, the the difference is like 2021's attitude is like the world is fucked all this stuff is bad what can we do to fix it versus like 1991's attitude for a lot of the artists was like hey the world's fucked so let's just like fucking go down in flames with it type thing you
2: bring up an amazing point and i'm I'm sorry now we're now (laughs) but there's something about the 90s where i think the people of power knew that it didn't matter if Kurt Cobain wrote "fucking pro-choice" on him, he th- it was going to be profitable. Like they yeah, were yeah. going to make money off of it, no matter what. So Rebellion it did not well, matter. So cool. Like, it, of course, it is it is impactful to us, you know, socially and culturally, but, but financially for, they didn't give a but, shit. But yeah, they didn't give a fuck. So and, you know, in 2021, I think our, the cynicism has caught up with the realization that like, oh, you know, you can go out and you can stand for something, but like, if you don't have the backing that it's not going to go that far and now that there's so much so many voices that are out there now the cynicism is fucking real and heavy yeah. and yep. like it, it that it matched paralleling that with the 90s so close in time it's like fuck
3: well like, and the, the last thing i'll say is my favorite time of the 90s is like the 94 to 96 era as mm-hmm. far as music goes and obviously it's like a hotbed for one hit wonders mm-hmm. because it was that post-cobain world where now Every record label is trying to find the next Nirvana. Mm-hmm. So they're signing the Toadies and they're signing like all right. these weird bands that just sound kind toadies. of grungy. <laughs> like it's it's an awesome time. So guys, strap in. This is what you can expect for horror movie twenty twenty two, I guess, is is a little bit of movie talk, a lot of deep historical breakdowns. Yeah. Fuck you, person two years ago that said um, entertaining but not educational.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay, back to uh back to teenage. I did have a yeah, i did have turtle rap on vhs which was a six minute tape which is fucking insane (laughs) but
4: think about that the the the, um the turtles cartoons and the x-men cartoons or whoever's cartoons would be two episodes and that's that totaled something like 36 minutes you know those were the light remember how light those tapes were compared to like a full-length movie
2: he thought something was wrong with it. The, if he, there wasn't more like film in the in the yeah. box cool. filled with air, you're what like, is this? What is this? Yeah,
4: you're like you get those for a president as a kid, and you're like, what is this shit? You know, yeah. like, you're like, this is this a yeah. fake tape? I'm done talking about the movie. Whatever, it's it's it's. <laughs> I <it's, laughs> I got one more thing too, so I'll let okay, you go I first. Okay, I got get two out. Can things. Can I just show are... you
2: my notes for all the people on the on the page? Fucking notes. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I we're not talking about the historical and... context. Like, <laughs> there, there's nothing to talk about here. So, two things. One, I've talked about it before. Were they hostess the hostess cream pies the, with the green cream in the middle? Yes. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, man, yeah. I'll find that picture. So it's like, It's saved on my phone. Like I Never have saved forget. that on my phone forever. The other thing I was gonna say was that I had not one but two of the fly guy... Baxter Stockman. Baxter Stockman. I had two of those, and I also had two of the, the B He-Man character. Remember that that guy? Yeah. I really had a thing for the flying creature action figures, but that brings me to a much more important point that I wanted to ask both of you guys. If you, I, I know Matt can answer this question. I don't know if Kyle can answer this question, but if you guys... As children had the turtle toys what was your favorite and I will tell you mine to kick it off there was this garbage yes. pan character who came with this slime that he had a garbage can on his back and then a hole in his chest and you would push the slime through and it would like goop out of his chest. And I can still smell that slime. I mean, it lasted probably a week, you know, like it didn't last long. I mean, it's not that they were expecting kids to keep those things, you know, and, and, and not play with them. But I remember that being the most. Oh, and it came out of his nose. And I remember being absolutely delighted and grossed out at the same time.
2: Did he sort of look like Toxie?
4: Yeah, he did yeah yeah his one foot okay. was literally a, a sewer um yes uh a, yeah, a, yeah yeah like a sewer. I, I was just looking like, it up because
2: Michael. i um there was a few toys like that that existed uh like there were a couple, yeah they, they did
4: this they did a couple where they had that goo and that was the yeah. only one that i got to have
2: i i did have some and i must have gotten them from a yard sale like my grandma and i used to go to yard sales all the time because i don't I didn't watch the cartoons. I don't know these characters, but I had Rat King, and I fucking loved oh, nice. Rat King. My grandparents showed me a lot of Universal, like you know, monster movies. So he was sort of mummy-esque. He was like uh, scary enough. That was my toy. And like, if you search Rat King toy, like it's you know, there's the one, right? It's you'll just get the it, one. Yeah, yeah you'll, it's the one that I had, and I fucking loved it. I can't. I can't remember any other ones that I had besides the turtles themselves. Rat King, I played with uh, for a long time. I'm
3: gonna hold this one up to the screen too for a visual component uh, for for the two of you as well as the the Patreon people. I'm gonna go with Mutant Man. One of oh, the most yeah. horrific. One of the most horrific origin stories of any character in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's basically just like a delivery guy who is making a delivery where Shredder's secret lair is or whatever slips and falls and gets sliced to pieces and dropped into acid and is produces just like his innards as a living breathing thing and they like take his like let's take a look at this toy again they take his chopped up body parts and frankenstein them together to this machine and then put his innards just floating around in a glass jar where he can control them like Horrific! This is a kid Saturday morning cartoon origin story. Wait,
2: oh, it's it's from the cartoon. That's from
3: the cartoon, dude. That wasn't just a toy. That was a cartoon episode. Do I need episode. to fuck
2: with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles more than I do? Uh, like, I yes, have no probably. idea.
3: Yeah, there's some there's some fun episodes. The neutrinos were always fun. Yeah, Brian Brian would bring up probably the favorite of our childhood, which was the Attack of the Killer Pizzas, um, where they made these radioactive. Uh, sausage pieces that were actually little eggs, and when you heated up the pizza, they hatched into like oh, basically the xenomorphs.
4: Xenomorphs, yeah. What the
2: fuck? Horror movie night. Deep. There we go. Does Shredder use his helmet as a weapon? N- not that I recall. Then why the fuck is he sharpening it?
4: <laughs> yeah. Also, how does the ooze affect um, inorganic material? Well, yeah, like non living material. How is when he get when he eats all the the remaining vials? Does his armor becomes strong, bigger and sharper and, you know, like... You just wanted a naked Kevin Nash
3: because that's who played Super Shredder in this movie <laughs> yeah. was Kevin Nash of the NWO. But I have to say, back, I'm glad that you brought this up, Scott, because my last note is that the look of Super Shredder is kind of underwhelming.
4: <laughs> like- <laughs> well, super, even as a child, Super Shredder was a disappointment because he yeah. he is in the movie for all of 60 or 90 seconds. I mean, it's not... Yeah. It's, it's yeah, such a-
3: Aha. Uh-huh. It was a quickly resolved issue with
4: Super <laughs> Yeah, Shredder. they didn't even fight like, him. He
3: was just too heavy. I feel like even Togon, Togon and Rezar are like pretty easily handled <laughs> in this movie ultimately. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's because
4: they're babies. There's their yes. babies.
0: Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan.
1: Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast.
3: All right. So double features. Scott,
4: you picked this bad boy. What do you got for us? I feel bad because I think that maybe this conversation might have changed your mind on your double feature, so I'm going to go last, okay?
2: I need to make sure that this is what it's called because it's came I watched it a lot at my cousin's house, at Warriors of Virtue. Oh, oh yeah, shit, that's on my long this.
4: list for Patreon as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. and I would I would Ryan love brought to that watch up a year it. ago. I would love to watch it and talk with y'all about it because I know that my cousin Tim and I attempted to watch it. 10 years ago maybe you know yeah
3: i don't think i even got through it as a kid i think i got bored with
2: it as a child it's so we so there must have been something about martial arts because a none of us took martial arts so watching uh some sort of popular (laughs) culture see so so i think that's the thing i think i would well no i guess you guys still liked the Martial arts things, but oh,
3: I wanted to be a turtle.
2: No, it was a Power Ranger, man. (laughs) There was something about it that like uh, we were like, oh, we're not going to take it, but it's on TV and all these things. It's like whatever. So we Warriors of Virtue. I'm going in blind saying that double feature because I don't have I have no detail about it to give you besides it'll happen. Know that my childhood put those things together to watch.
3: All right, so I'm going to go with a movie that also involves martial arts. It involves rubber suit monsters. It also was something that won a Patriot uh, won a Black Friday voting contest to be one of the first films that we picked this year. But it gets a slight edge because it features both Jeffrey Combs and Mark Hamill. I'm going with 1990s The Gaiver. <laughs>
4: I know diver. you so well. <laughs> I, as soon as you're like, oh, I got it. I, it, it was just a, it was a lightning flash in my brain. I was like, he's gonna go with the Giver. I'm going to bring up the caboose by, um, I changed my decision. Uh, I made a different decision as we were discussing Muckman, which is the name of that that toy that I was talking about, um, because he reminds me of Toxic Avenger, and so I'm gonna go with the Toxic Avenger. Yeah. All right.
2: Yeah. All right. Which put also had put Crusaders. the kids to bed after feature A, and then uh, <laughs> stay up. No, for, make them
4: stay for... up and watch Toxic Avenger. It's not yeah. like we're watching Toxy Two, which is like ultra violent.
2: Toxy Two is the secret of the ooze.
4: Yes, Toxy Two is the secret of the ooze of the Toxic Avenger franchise. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Okay.
2: All right,
3: so what is something that you watched oh, that you want to give a, a quick, hey, thumbs up? This was
4: great, too. I'll start, since it was my pick, and I will take back my power. I All watched right. the newest Spider-Man movie. I went to a theater to see it, which Ooh. was very weird to uh, to do, um, because as of the recording of this, Omnicron, the variant Omnicron, is just ravaging Ohio. That
2: wasn't one of the characters in... Secret of the
4: Ooze. No, that's that's Transformers. I know, it's, it's easy to get them confused. <laughs> no Way Home was good. Um, was it worth going to a theater to see just to avoid spoilers? No. But I did enjoy the watch, even though it was definitely anxiety-forming. I was definitely riding high on the CBD wave while I was watching that film.
3: I do want to talk about something else in the Marvel world, but I'm also going to keep this kind of brief and spoilery because the finale just aired the day that we're recording yes. this. Hawkeye? Pretty good ride. I enjoyed it as just Delightful. like this nice little six-episode kind of ode to Shane Black action movie series. So two yeah, thumbs up. I,
4: loved it. I, I, I like the idea of six- and eight- and ten-episode series because then it's not like there's no filler. Well, and I like this. This was exactly what I was complaining
3: about What If Not being, which is like... Yeah, it's, like, tied into the universe, but, like, you don't need to watch Hawkeye for, like, this grand understanding of the ba- of the MCU mm. as a whole. It's, oh, but to it's understand a nice, what if,
4: you really have to have yeah, watched like, everything else. Yeah, yeah,
3: it's a nice little isolated story that you can kind of just, like, pop in and enjoy at any point. Well, um, and I can defenders. even see it's so Christmassy that I could actually see myself being like, you know what, I'll rewatch those six episodes, That's what like, Kevin next December. Kevin Feige did that. He
4: did that on purpose yeah. because... MCU was he's all he wanted Iron Man three to be a Christmas movie and it didn't happen and like they they kind of half-ass made Spider Man No Way Home a Christmas movie but I don't I didn't feel it I think that Hawkeye is really what Kevin Feige wanted because he wanted a Christmas MCU event that people come back to every season and I think that they and succeeded. it's just fun
3: yeah it's just a fun very
4: very light fun watch all right Kyle
2: it's all you buddy the same way that I did a uh, little girl who lived down the lane I read and then watched. Uh, William Goldman's Magic, which then became uh, Richard Attenborough's Magic with Anthony Hopkins and Anne Margaret.
4: Oh, okay, Yeah.
2: And ventriloquist, uh, ventriloquist movie. I would not say it's necessarily a ventriloquist dummy movie, though, that becomes part of it later on. Um, But William Goldman, uh, not to be confused with Golding, who did Lord of the Flies. Different authors wrote the screenplay for it, too. And Anthony Hopkins is one of the greatest of all time seriously like he is he is fucking incredible and just for those who haven't seen it magic is about a uh, magician slash ventriloquist who uh gets sort of greenlit to be in the big time like they're like he's going to be like the first like really good magician ventriloquist to be on television but he's like no and then we find out why as things go on he's not totally with it the book is really incredible uh, I highly recommend the book if you know if you've seen the movie and and liked, you know, Hopkins' performance or you know thought it was really interesting that there's this, you know, divide between him and his and his art form go into the book because like the book is so so interesting in how it's written and like the prose involved actually reflects the character it's not just like an author telling you what the characters like. It's like truly the, the, the writing style changes as things progress. And I, I just love shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, I just yeah. love that. They, it's not even attention to detail. It's just like, it, that's the storytelling, you know, the
3: TV spot, like the 32nd oh. TV spot is horrifying, horrifying. All right. Well, That was Horror Movie Night's last episode of 2021. Get the fuck out of here, you overrated year. Bring on 2022. Longer episodes, deeper conversations, lower listenership. (laughs) (laughs) But more Spotify reviews. (laughs) More Spotify reviews than ever before in 2022. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't, hit up our Patreon, patreon.com backslash HMN podcast. There's tons of great content out there. Weekly bonus episodes. You can see our pretty faces on video in unedited form, which is filled with some really nasty You can see all the beers that I'm drinking. Yeah, you can actually physically see Kyle's beers. And also just if you haven't already... Go and give us a rate and review on Apple Podcast and or Spotify. Uh, from what I understand, it really does help out the show. And if you think that you know someone who would love this stuff, send send them our way. We'll take care of them. You know that we are the place where the unaccepted are accepted uh, That's over right, here baby. at Horror Movie Night. All right. Thanks. And we'll be back next week with the first movie of the new year.
0: Woo! <laughs>
1: What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Pitch Town TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Binge Town TV. Find us on our website at BingeTownTV.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast.
0: You're listening to the Geekscape Network.